0: Welcome to Break a Leg. You've heard that term before, and it doesn't mean forcing an injury. It's all about the arts, from theater to movies to books to TV. We'll give you the inside scoop on what goes on behind the scenes, as well as how you can get involved in the arts. Now, here is your host. Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to the second show of Break a Leg. I'm Raina, and today I know it may be a little late just because of how broadcasting works. It doesn't always happen on the exact day. But I thought maybe I would go and talk about Halloween because, I mean, it was, it's just a little bit after Halloween. My last show, I didn't get, really get to talk about it that much, but, uh, yeah, I thought I'd just kind of share Halloween things. All right, so I'll talk about, like, what I did for Halloween. Um, so I was the fan of the opera. Yay. Um, I went to a Halloween party, that was pretty cool. Hung out at my friend's house, we ate candy. Um, Met new people, watched movies. Yeah, it was pretty fun though. And also, I thought I would share a few um, Halloween movies to watch. Uh, you probably don't want to watch it after Halloween, cause that kind of ruins the purpose. But you can watch it next Halloween. So I'll just throw a few out there. I thought maybe today I'd go over like you like you know kind of blast of the past. Go back to some of the really great you know horror film classics and then maybe talk a bit more about the newer ones that are still kind of being revered as oh my gosh it's so good Uh, um also i'm gonna kind of throw this out there i don't watch horror movies so i had to look up um descriptions of each movie i mean i know i know what the movies are about i just didn't know like what exactly they were about like anyway anyway okay so i'm gonna start off and then I'm going to start off with the movie Psycho. Now, that was Alfred Hitchcock. He had a bunch of great movies. Considered one of the best like horror film directors ever. So, I'll read off. So, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to name the movie. Also, this is going to kind of go in order of um, earliest to most recent. Um, I'll name off the movie. Maybe name off what I know about it. Which is probably not the very much. Um, and then maybe I can just like read off the description I found for the summary i won't give away any spoilers though because that's that's something i don't really want to do in my show because i hate when people spoil stuff because i remember one time i was reading the hunger games book and someone told me the ending and i felt like i wanted to hit them in the face i didn't though but i was i was really annoyed so i'm not gonna spoil things for you guys okay so let's start off with psycho uh that one i'm I haven't seen. I've. I don't think I've even actually seen any of these because I'm just a total wimp and I don't watch <laughs> movies like this. But I know that it's um, Norman Bates, the hotel. I actually been to Universal Studios and I've actually been on the tour where they show you the actual hotel, the little motel where they filmed it at. They have someone dressed as Norman Bates like. And they actually like goes and he like follows you on the tram. It's kind of creepy, but it's really funny because everyone's just like, "Okay, bus driver, drive a little faster." It's really funny. So here's the summary for the movie. Phoenix office worker Marion Crane is fed up with the way life has treated her. She has to meet her lover Sam in lunch breaks and they cannot get married because Sam has to give most of his money away in alimony. That's very unfortunate. One Friday, Marion is trusted to bank $40,000 by her employer. Seeing the opportunity to take money and start a new life, Marion leaves town and heads towards Sam's California store. Tired along the long... Tired after the long drive and caught in a storm, she gets off the main highway and pulls into Bates Motel. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. The motel is managed by a quiet young man called Norman who seems to be dominated by his mother. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. (laughs) That was my best attempt at, like, suspenseful noises. So, um, that was really loud. Uh, if you guys also, there was a TV show on was it true tv or was a some i think it was e or something it was on it was a tv show called bates motel and they did it it was like a prequel to that movie um i'm not i didn't watch it i kind of wanted to see like what it was about i never really got to watch it i heard it was a pretty good series though i mean at least i think it was i never watched it though so that i wouldn't really know that all right another one by the great alfred hitchcock is the birds um, I know really nothing about this one except people get attacked by birds because it's called the birds. So I'm assuming they'd get attacked by birds. Probably not like dogs or anything. That would be a real plot twist there. <laughs> Alright. Here's the description for that one. So Melanie Daniels. I don't know how people just random names. Melanie Daniels is the modern rich socialite, part of the jet set who always gets what she wants. When lawyer Mitch Brenner sees her in a pet shop, he plays something of a practical joke on her, and she decides to return the favor. She drives about an hour north of San Francisco to Bodega, Bodega Bay. I can't pronounce it, sorry. Where Mitch spends the weekends with his mother Lydia and younger sister Kathy, soon after her arrival, however, the birds in the area begin to act strangely. A seagull attacks who Wait. A seagull attacks Melanie as she is crossing the bay in a small boat, and then Lydia finds her neighbor dead, obviously the victim the victim of a bird attack. Soon birds in the hundreds and thousands are attacking everyone they find out of doors. There is no explanation as to why this might be happening, but as the birds continue their vicious attacks, survival becomes priority. <laughs> dun, dun, dun uh i yeah i never saw that one apparently it's really good also but yeah i mean if that happened in real life i'd just be like hey birds can you not thank you no the solution is you just everyone just carries a cat just carry a cat above your head and like run because the cat will just like sit there and like try and pot the birds and they will scare the birds away or you could get like i don't know a vicious german shepherd to follow you or something and then probably keep the birds away too Or you just throw birdseed on the ground. The birds would just get distracted. See, I could survive in these movies. Because I have ideas. I probably would die first anyway. But anyway, (laughs) I have ideas. And they could probably work. Okay. Another movie is Night of the Living Dead. And this is the original one. Actually, a lot of these movies have remakes. And some of the remakes really are bad, apparently. And some of them are really good. (sighs) Alright, so this is the original. Um... I'm assuming, well, I, I, I know it's about, like, zombies, but, like, I, that's all I really, I never watched it. So, <laughs> yes, it's um, Night of the Living Dead, the original one. I believe this came out in the 70s, I think. Maybe. Probably, some somewhere around that. Maybe late 60s. Because I know um, the two I talked about were, like, really early. Like, Psycho Actually was shows in black and white. All right, so there's this is the um, plot for *Night of the Living Dead*. Barbara and her brother Johnny travel by car from Pittsburgh to the countryside to visit the gravestone of their father in the cemetery. Out of the blue, they are attacked by a strange man, and Johnny is murdered. You got really, you don't carry like a okay. That was kind of it's like okay, just just kill off Johnny. Maybe just kill off Johnny. The guess the director didn't care about Johnny enough to keep him alive. No, just kill off Johnny. Nice job, director. (laughs) Barbara runs and releases the brake of Johnny's car since the keys are in his pocket and flees to an isolated farmhouse where she locks herself inside. Barbara is in shock and soon she finds a man, Ben, who is also escaping from the inhuman creatures and he reinforces the doors, windows, and openings in the house. He also finds a a shotgun and a radio and they learn that the radiation from a satellite that was returning from Venus somehow reactivated the brain... the brain's... I guess I mistyped that. The brains of the dead. That actually seems like not like unreal. I don't know. Something like that could happen. I actually, read this one fact one time where it was some. I think some scientist said a zombie breakout, like a zombie apocalypse, could break out at any moment. So that's why everyone should just carry around like little backpacks and be ready to go run, and also start training to run like in marathons and stuff. <laughs> um. What was the rest of it? Okay, they find five humans hidden in the basement: Harry Cooper, his wife Helen, and their daughter Karen, that is sick, and Tom and his girlfriend Judy. That was a run-on sentence. Bad grammar. Harry has an argument with Ben since he believes that the basement is the safest place for them, but is it really? Da-da-da! Yeah. If you guys haven't already guessed, I'm going to be making really annoying suspense noises the entire time. So, I hope you guys don't mind that. But that is, I think it's pretty called for. I mean, these are very suspenseful, very scary movies, and they deserve very terrifying noises. Like da-da-da-da, or something weird like that. All right, I think we're running a little low on time. So, let's take a break. I'm Raina, and you're listening to Break a Leg.
2: What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow, you set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel
0: indie yet, make it a part of you. 14 you've become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years the squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams and you're expected to act a little more grown-up tune in to life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life your hosts have some amazing life experiences and because of this they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel.
3: There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids.
0: You are listening to Break a Leg on the Voice America Kids channel. And now, here's the next act. Welcome back to Break
1: a Leg, everyone. I am Reina, and today we are talking about Halloween. Um, We're back from intermission, as I said before. Oh, by the way, I thought I'd kind of go over this again. I always wanted to um, have a sort of... I guess I wanted to have a few code words for my um, show. I was going to have the beginning be like, I think... I was going to call it overture. The end was going to be called the finale, and then breaks are going to be called intermissions. And I was really happy with that, because I was like, yes... I feel so intelligent, (laughs) even though that's really simple. But anyway, yes, we were talking about Halloween, um, Halloween films, what I did for Halloween. That was really kind of short, though. Um, Oh, also, before I forget, uh, I had a lot of fun in my drama class and also at the drama club party. We had two separate parties for people who were in drama club and also in drama class. So I got to go to both because I'm in drama class and drama club. We told really scary stories about how the theater we go to for shows is haunted. And it's like, woo some of the stories are actually really convincing, although i'm not I'm pretty sure they're like maybe like zero percent true, <laughs> but they were really good stories though, and I actually got to tell one and it was and um I'm making like tell it now it's really short but uh this actually happened like i'm I'm being a hundred percent honest swear my life this actually happened I'm not kidding around uh. You can take a lie detector thing with my voice when I tell it I'm being 100% serious and I wouldn't offer that if I was not serious. So, what happened? This is my scary story I told for the um drama club or not the just I think it was the drama class party. Yeah. So, I was maybe in the 4th grade um and this was maybe about like 9 months after my grandfather had passed away. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but um Thought it was kind of significant to the story. And so what happened was, I'm just sitting at the kitchen table doing my homework. My mom's on her computer doing whatever. My sister is eating a box of cheese Its. My mom's kind of eating them too. And then I hear kind of like a. I don't know if you could hear that. It was kind of like a. You know when like a Cheez It box falls over or something? Like it hits the table. makes like that little like cardboard box noise that everyone it's a cardboard box noise. I can't really describe it other than that. It's like a, like a, like a, like a yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's you know, I just like drop the Cheez-It box. It happens to me all the time because I'm a klutz. And then my sister and my mom were talking like, oh my God, what? And then I'm like, okay. My sister's like, my sister and my mom are like, hey, did, did you see that? I'm like, uh, no. And I get kind of a little freaked out. I'm like, oh gosh, what are they talking about? And it turns out that my sister saw the cheese it box go up and down in front of her. And then my mom saw it at the corner of her eye. The, che- the cheese it box, literally, it went up and down. And that was it. And no one was messing with us or anything. It was like really kind of frightening. And I was kind of freaked out for the rest of the day. I'm like, Okay. A little weird, but you know. My sister was so cute, though. She's like, maybe Grandpa was hungry. I'm like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> you're very, like, oblivious to, like, frightening situations. But, yeah, she was kind of little when she said that. It was really funny, though. <sighs> oh, yeah, oh, and there's another one. It was actually, this also involves my grandpa. I don't know if he said it, anything to do with him. But uh, what happened was, so my um, grandfather used to have a restaurant. And, um, my family on um, my mom's side, they all worked and stuff when they're growing up. So when he passed away, my mom got some tongs from his restaurant, just a pair of tongs. And what had actually happened was, so she was, you know, using them to cook something one day, I'm not really sure what she was making and they're missing. She's like, uh, have you seen the tongs? I'm like, no. She asked my dad like, and my sister and everyone, like, we haven't touched them. Like, we're honest. Like, honestly, we didn't have anything to do with it. My mom goes out. I don't know if it was the next day or a few hours later in the car. They're sitting in the front seat of her car. Just in the passenger seat. They're just sitting there. And no one went out there and put them there. Yeah, really weird. But it was, it was kind of a weird experience, but I haven't really had any other paranormal things happen to me yet. I hope. I don't want anything like that happening. That, stuff, that kind of stuff just really freaks me out uh i just yeah it was those were kind of really like i thought like the stories kind of correlated with each other but like yeah those it was like and those were like true stories like i'm serious if you ever see my sister my mom or my dad or something then and you ask them they'll tell you that was like 100 percent true anyway let's continue on with um movies so um, I just finished talking about I believe it was yes, Night of the Living Dead. I talked about Psycho, the birds, also, um, if you are just joining us, uh I mentioned that I was doing these in order of earliest to most recent. And also that I mentioned um I'm not the uh bravest person when it comes to horror movies. I just don't also I really don't watch horror movies that much. So I know what these are about. I just haven't seen them. But yeah. Anyway, the next one is The Exorcist, and, okay, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Like, masked, like, murdered murder murderer people, like, that. that's freaky, but, like, I know that's not exactly, like, that doesn't really terrify me. What really freaks me out is, like, stuff like that. Like, the demonic, weird, that really freaks me out. Because it's, like, because uh, there's, like, so many accounts of it happening in real life, and it's, like, okay, just... Just stay away from me. Thank you. (laughs) Alright, so The Exorcist. I know it's obviously about some kind of exorcism thing. So let's read the summary. A visiting actress in Washington, D.C. notices dramatic and dangerous changes in the behavior and physical makeup of her 12-year-old daughter. Dun-dun-dun! Meanwhile, a young priest at nearby Georgetown University begins to doubt his faith while dealing with his mother's terminal sickness. And... Book ending the story, a frail elderly priest recognizes the necessity for a showdown with an old demonic enemy. Okay. Again, I apologize for the um, annoying, but most likely necessary um, noises that are obviously very terrifying. Very terrifying. All right. And also, uh, if you didn't get this from the summary, the actress, she calls in the two priests and tries to like fix her daughter and I'm not going to reveal the ending because again I have a policy of no spoilers in my show just because I hate spoilers alright and then the next one is probably one of the most famous um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, my one friend she's like gotten recently obsessed with um, horror movie like killer villain things just cause like she's like one of my drawing friends like my she's in my art class, and, like, she and my other friends all like to draw and stuff, and she always, like, draws, like, little funny comics of them, and, like, I'll tell you the one thing she said in a little bit after I, um, actually, I probably could tell you now, but anyway, so she was saying that, um, for, you know, the movie Halloween, Michael Myers, the crazy killer guy, she's like, okay, he was in a mental institution since he was, like, I think, she said, like, I think it was nine years old, she's like, how did he learn how to drive? And she was so funny. She's like, how did Jason learn how to drive? How did... It was so funny. And then apparently she found something online. And it was a deleted scene from the actual Halloween movie. (laughs) I guess it got deleted because it was like so funny. And she was describing it to me. And it sounded really like funny in a weird way. So I guess, I guess, okay. He was driving. And the teacher was like trying to teach him how to drive. He's like, okay up here is a stop sign because there's a lot of kids that cross here you might want to slow down and then so Michael Lynch is like speeding up in the car and then and then there's like a bouncy ball that rolls across the across the screen the guy's like oh man you might want to slow down because like a kid might go across and then he sees up more and then he runs over a kid and the guy's like okay I'm gonna have to deduct you some major points for that I'm like are you kidding me he just ran over a kid and all you're gonna do is just deduct points but yeah, and it keeps going, and I guess like a priest crosses the road, and then he tries to do the same thing, but the priest dodges out of the way. And the guy's like, Oh, see, that's really, I guess the priest is really agile today. And then he backs up and runs into him again. The guy's like, Okay, I'm gonna have to duck, duck some major points again. And it was really funny. I just, I want to look it up on YouTube and see if I can find it. it. Seemed kind of funny and like ironic. It's like, Okay. But that was a really kind of funny little thing she told me about and uh we're running a little low on time i want to start with the other movie but i'm not going to start because i want to have to leave you guys hanging in suspense ha 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 get it halloween okay yeah <laughs> all right let's take a break i'm reyna and you're listening to break a leg
0: Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself! Looking for a show about your favorite movies? on Voice America Kids.
2: It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow, you set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you.
3: Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly. Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. You are listening
0: to Break a Leg on the Voice America Kids channel. And now, here is the next
1: act. Welcome back, everybody, to Break a Leg. I'm Raina. Today we're talking about Halloween. <laughs> Even though it's probably a little late for that But it's okay You can kind of archive this show for next year Because you know there's always next year Alright so I just finished talking about I think maybe four or five different ones Different movies The next is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre One of the most famous I think With like besides Friday the 13th And like all the other Sequels and stuff um, There was a remake of this movie It was like in 2013 I think it was last year um, I'm not sure if it got good ratings or not. It may or may not have. Because I feel like remakes always get really bad ratings. Because like, everyone's like, oh, that's a rip-off of the movie. And then they all get all mad. And it's like, okay, guys. It's a movie. You need to kind of calm down. But no, everyone is always just so set on like being afraid of change. It's like, guys. Just give it a break. Exa- this, you know what this is exactly like? This is like the Cameron Macintosh McIto- tour for Phantom of the Opera. Because... It's a new tour, he changed the blocking and the costumes and the sets and stuff, and everyone's having a freak out. it's like, oh my gosh, this is such a bad tour! And it's like, guys, it's just a tour, it's not the actual show, they didn't actually change the Broadway show, calm down. <sighs> That's actually a really huge like controversy in the theater world right now, because everyone's really freaking out about that. But it's supposed to be really good, and I actually want to go see it, because it's coming to where I live very soon, and I hope I can go see it. Because I've never actually seen the Broadway show. But I have seen the 25th anniversary on Netflix. And that was pretty close to the Broadway show. So that's close enough. But anyway, yeah. Moral of the really long rambling story. Don't fear change. Because it can be really good sometimes. But that doesn't mean all change is good. But just don't be afraid of change. Okay. All right, I'm going to get back on topic here because I seem to have a tendency to get off topic, but that's just my life, I guess. All right, so for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this is the little plotline thing. On the way to visit their grandfather's grave, which has apparently been ritual- ritualistically desecrated. Very good vocab words, no. Five teenagers drive past a slaughterhouse, pick up and quickly drop a sinister hitchhiker, eat some delicious home cured meat at a roadside gas station before ending up at an old family home very very suspicious where they're plunged into a never-ending nightmare as they meet a family of cannibals who is who more than make up in power tools what they lack in social skills sounds like a really fun time not really (laughs) but um yeah also i want to kind of throw something out don't pick up hitchhikers because they can be like really freaky people who just escape jail and try and like eat your face so that would be really bad yeah and you don't want people to eat your face. Because, like, that would be really tragic. You know what I mean? You just don't want that to happen. So, another lesson. Um, also, not to fear change is to not pick up hitchhikers because they will eat your face. <laughs> well, not all of them, but probably, like, 99% of them will. Um, yes. The next one is Carrie. I actually saw the, maybe, like, last 30 minutes of the movie when, like, she went crazy. This is of the remake. And, actually, the remake was supposed to be really good. And it seemed like a good remake. I mean, I only watched like the last 30 minutes of it. But, uh, yeah, seemed pretty good. Uh, a young, abused, and timid 17-year-old girl, named Carrie, duh, discovers that she has telekinesis and gets pushed to the limit on the night of her school's prom by a humiliating prank. They pour pig blood all over her, and that sounds really disgusting. It's like, and they, like, showed them killing a pig. I'm like, no! What did the pig ever do to you? You already have to eat its family for bacon and stuff. Don't kill the pig for no reason, man. Gosh. High schoolers. So annoying. Even though I am a high schooler. (laughs) No, but, um, yeah. I saw the remake. It looked pretty good. I guess. Yeah. Alright. And next we have Dawn of the Dead. Da-da-da-da! Following the events of Night of the Living Dead. So this is obviously, like, a sequel. Which was actually in 1968. Oh, I was wrong. It was in the 60s. Not the 70s. But close enough. Late 60s. We follow the exploits of four survivors of the expanding zombie apocalypse as they take refuge in an abandoned shopping mall following a horrific SWAT evacuation of an apartment complex. Taking stock of their surroundings, they arm themselves, lock down the mall, and destroy the zombies inside so they can. I think I misspelled (laughs) takeout. That's really. Wow, I thought. I thought it would catch. I thought that the Microsoft Word would catch that, but no, I guess it doesn't catch that. Thanks a lot, Microsoft Word. Thanks a lot. So they can take out at least... Wait, okay. This is out of context now. Okay. I think it means... I think I meant to type hide, but somehow it changed to E-K-E. I don't even think that's a word. That's really sad. I'm really disappointed in myself because I take pride in having good grammar. But no. Look what happens. This kind of thing happens. <laughs> okay, anyway continuing on tensions begin to build as months go on and they come to realize that they have fallen prey to consumerism soon afterward they have even heavier problems to worry about as a large gang of bikers discovers them all and invades it running the survivors best laid plans and forcing them to fight off both lethal bandits and flesh-eating zombies that sounds genuinely terrifying yes (laughs) so um moral of the story don't let bikers come in and um Take your place in the mall after you're hiding from the zombies. See, there's a lot of good lessons, you know. They're really specific and probably not going to apply to anyone's lives anytime soon. But these are valuable lessons, guys. And you need to cherish them and make sure you know them. Make sure you know the lessons that you need to learn about surviving in zombie apocalypse movies. Anyway, the next one is Halloween. Um, I talked about this one like a few seconds ago, actually. All right. The year is 1963. <laughs> Actually, that's really funny, because in Jersey Boys... Anyway, (laughs) if you know Jersey Boys, one of the songs takes place during 1963. Yeah. Anyway, that's a little bit of theater geek trivia. Okay. All right. So, the the year is 1963. The night, Halloween, police are called to 43 Lampkin Lane, only to discover that 15-year-old Judith Myers has been stabbed to death by her six-year-old brother, Michael. Good job, Michael. We're proud of you. Not really. After being institutionalized for 15 years, I think I was right for 15. Yeah, I was right because of the 15-year thing. Myers breaks out on the night before Halloween. No one knows nor wants to find out what will happen on October 31st, 1978. Besides Myers' psychiatrist, Dr. Loomis. That's a fun name. Loomis. You could say it like really funny and be like, Loomis. Okay, I'm warning you guys. I'm kind of tired. so That's why I'm a little strange today. (laughs) <laughs> he knows Michael is h- coming back to Haddonfield, but by the time the town realizes it, it'll be too late for many people. Da, da, da! Again, annoying sound effects. I apologize. Alright, the next one is Friday the 13th, and this is I th- probably one of the most famous ones. I'm not kidding. Because everyone just thinks, like, you know, I never, always, like, during the Friday the 13th, I remember, like, in elementary school, kids would be like, don't make sure you don't get killed by Jason. I'm like, Uh, okay (laughs) it was really funny though because people would always be so scared and my friend actually was born on friday the 13th i'm like oh that's that's cool and she's like yeah i'm an unlucky child i'm like okay that's good for you all right (laughs) one summer at camp crystal lake a group of young counselors begin to get ready to lead campers unfortunately for the former someone isn't happy about what's going on in the camp and enjoys playing kill the counselor hint hint it's jason <laughs> as bodies fall to the ground in the camp no one is safe Mwah. i can't do an evil off today because i'm tired <laughs> all right the next one is the shining and this one my mom said is actually really good but it's like really crazy so um, i don't know if i want to my mom said it wasn't like i think she said it wasn't really like scary but I was like oh she said it was scary but it was like more like crazy than anything like you know those movies that are just like really crazy and you're like oh how did someone make this like yeah it's one of those things all right the shining signing a here's the plot line by the way if you guys haven't already figured that out i'm assuming you have though if not then that'd be kind of disappointing Signing a contract, Jack Torrance, a normal writer and former teacher, agrees to take care of a hotel which has a long, violent past that puts everyone in the hotel in nervous situation. His wait, home. I skipped ahead. Nice job, Rayna. <laughs> While Jack slowly gets more violent and angry of his life, his son Danny tries to use a special talent, the shining. That's where the, that's where the movie gets the name from. If you guys haven't guessed already. Probably have though. Uh, let's see, where did I leave off? Danny tries to use a special talent, The Shining, to inform people outside of whatever that is going on inside the hotel. Da-da-da! Again, unnecessary, but really annoying. But, you know, some it's kind of necessary. Sound effects made by me. Thank you. No. <laughs> Alright, we're um, a little low on time, so let's take a break. I'm Raina, and you're listening to Break a Life.
0: responsible person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough? we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later
3: bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book.
0: What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook! are listening to break a leg on the voice america kids channel and
1: now here's the next act welcome back everybody to break a leg this is the last segment i just feel like really sad so i enjoyed talking to you guys about halloween movies even though i don't watch them that was really ironic anyway <laughs> uh we're gonna go back to uh talking about the movies that you can watch probably next year unless you like watching halloween movies all year round that's that's nice you know uh, because they're a little late for Halloween, but, like, I tried getting it as close to, like, as close to it as I could, but, you know, I mean, scheduling just kind of gets off and, like, shows air later than the actual events, and it's like, okay, but just letting you know it's close to Halloween when I'm filming this, so I'm just going to tell you guys that. Alright, so, the next one is Nightmare on Elm Street, and this is also a really famous one, and it's really funny because my friend actually dressed up as Freddy Krueger this year, and she did a really good job with the makeup, and... All the, like, people, everyone would ask, like, oh, my gosh, how'd you do that? And I would actually want her to teach me how to use that. I think she used, like, latex or something, and then, and she had this really cool, like, claw, like, the metal claw hand thing she got off, like, Amazon, and I'm like, awesome, and I got to try it on. And then, it actually is very dangerous. I'm going to just throw out right now, that's actually a very dangerous weapon. <laughs> but she got it off Amazon, so, just, <laughs> well, not only really. they weren't really sharp, they are just kind of, like, heavy metal claws, and if you, like, hit someone in the face, it probably would hurt them. I didn't hit anyone in the face, though, just letting you guys know. Because that'd be really bad. And very violent. Anyway, back on topic. I'm really random today. I apologize for that. Alright, so here's the plot line: Several people are hunted by a cruel serial killer who kills his victims in their dreams. Freddy Krueger. When the survivors are trying to find the reason for being chosen, the murderer won't lose any chance to kill them as soon as they fall asleep. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my friend, she had the claws, and then she like would drag them on the sidewalk, and it was really freaky because it sounded like really like scary. And she'd like <laughs> run, and she'd drag the claws on the sidewalk, and it was like you can't—you probably could have played it in the movie. And she's like, "Yeah, maybe," although I wasn't born when that was made. And she's like, "I'm like, oh yeah," but still, that was really good. They just like run the claws along the sidewalk, and everyone was trying it. It was kind of funny because we were like, "Huh, Freddy Krueger." All right. The next one is Scream, and this is the famous, like, ghost mask. This is the one with the famous ghost mask. You see, like, the little ghost face, screamy mask thing. Yeah. Anyway, a masked killer begins murdering teenagers in a small town, and as the bounty count rises, one girl and her friends contemplate the rules of horror films as they find themselves living in a real-life one. Dun-dun-dun. Okay, the next one, like, this one, like, I don't want to watch it because it genuinely like freaks me out because as I said before at um so we had a drama club well we had a drama club party and a drama class party I was in both but during the class party when someone's showing a scary like when they're like telling their scary stories we told them and I told you the one about the cheese it box that levitated at my house and then like a and then the missing tongs that ended up in the front seat of my car anyway that's yeah Uh, So my teacher he played because apparently in the video is like a cursed video that they like in the movie it's like that it's like all about that cursed video and he played it on the like smart board and i was like what are you doing And everyone like freaked out and everyone was like screaming it was really funny and then also during my one friend she was telling the story about how her cousin went like this haunted house and they saw a bunch of really weird creepy stuff and it was like an abandoned house and i have no idea why they would go in there but apparently, when she was um, talking, like, the screen had been, like, black because there's, like, a smart board, like, projector thing in my, um, in the classroom. And he put on the projector, like, a picture of, like, a scary house, and everyone, like, was, like, freaking out, even though the picture wasn't really, like, scary. It was just a picture of, like, a abandoned house, and everyone was, like, freaking out. It was so funny. Anyway, then, okay, so it's called, I don't know how you, I'm pretty sure you pronounce it Ringu, but I'm, but a lot of the names are, like, Japanese- so, if I'm not saying it with the correct tones, I apologize. I mean, I'm learning Chinese. so Maybe that will help me, like, pronounce these. But, like, anyway, it's also, <laughs> yeah. So, I think my um, Chinese language skills will help me through this, even though Japanese this is an entirely different language. All right. So, it's called Ringu, or The Ring. Everyone knows it as that. Reiko Aso- Asakawa, yeah. Reiko Asakawa is, re- is researching into a cursed video interviewing teenagers about it. When her niece, Tomoko, dies of a sudden heart failure with an unnaturally horrified expression on her face, Reiko investigates. She finds out that some of Tomoko's friends, who had been on holiday with Tomoko the week before, had died on exactly the same night as on the exact same time in the exact same way. Hmm, that sounds very suspicious, no? Yeah, it does. What was that voice? I don't know. Anyway, Reiko goes to find the cabin where the teens had stayed in the night and finds an unlabeled videotape. Does that sound familiar to anyone what I just said before with the cursed video? dun da, da. Yeah, so, <laughs> an unlabeled videotape. Reiko watches the tape to discover to her horror that it is in fact the cursed videotape. That's a shocker? Wow. <laughs> Ex-husband Ryuji, I think that's right, Ryuji helps investigation. Or helps, no. Helps Reiko st- solve the mystery. Reiko makes him a copy for further investigation. I keep reading ahead. That's really annoying. I probably should make these like more into organized paragraph things so I don't get mixed up. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's the daily problem in the life of Raina. Just Wanting to space out paragraphs more. Like, I know most people are like, oh, yeah, taxes, you know, like, disease. I'm just like, no, I need to make my, my, my paragraphs more spaced out. And that's that's my daily problem. <laughs> I'm weird. Anyway, uh, as I left out before, so I guess her ha- ex husband, Ryuji, I'm pretty sure that's right, helps Reiko solve the mystery. Things become more tense when their son, Yochi, sounds like Yoshi from Mario yochi watches the tape saying tomoko told him so why would you watch it if it's cursed i don't understand it gosh people gosh i swear people in horror movies have no logic whatsoever not one bit logic it's like guys what are you doing (laughs) all right so i guess their son yochi I can call him Yoshi, but that's probably not really right. Yoshi watches the tape telling Tomoko had told him so. Their discovery takes them to a volcanic island where they discover that the video had a connection to a psychic who died 30 years ago and her child, Sadako. Da, da, da. Yeah. And, okay, this is the next one. This one, like, is really dang freaky. This one also takes place in, like, Japan, and I don't know why. Just Everything just seems to be happening in Japan now. This is The Grudge, and this one I just, I don't want to, like, this is probably the one I don't want to watch, besides The the Ring. This is, like, just really freaky. Karen Davis is an American nurse who moves to Tokyo and encounters a supernatural spirit who is vengeful and often possesses possesses its victims. Like, that kind of stuff freaks me out. Like, I'm being 100% off. That kind of stuff really freaks me out. (laughs) <laughs> a series of horrifying and mysterious deaths Start to occur With the spirit passing its curse onto each victim Karen must now find a way to break its spell Before she becomes its next victim
4: <laughs>
1: See that was really bad evil laugh <sighs> Another life lesson guys Don't ever try and do an evil laugh when you're kind of tired Because it just turns out really bad And it's just its so disappointing So disappointing I'm not actually like, really upset about that guys just let you know, that was acting. Probably not the best acting, but that's okay. Anyway, yeah. So apparently, like this evil spirit thing, it, t- it possesses people, and the people get like really angry and violent before. And apparently, the people kill themselves in the past, and the spirit goes on to the next person, and then it's like, spirit, why can't you just like go sit in a corner and eat Cheetos and read a book, read Harry Potter. Or read Jurassic Park. That was a really good book. And just eat some Cheetos. Because Cheetos I feel like solve are... <laughs> No, But yeah. And also this is a, probably the newest one. The no- newest horror movie there is out there. It was called Ouija. This movie really kind of. I heard it was not very scary. But like I don't know. That kind of stuff freaks me out anyway. So a girl is mysteriously killed. And her name was like. Becky or something? A girl is mysteriously killed after recording herself playing with an ancient Ouija board. I don't know why you would do that, but no, because horror movie logic. Anyway, this leads to a close group of friends to investigate this board. I don't know why you'd do that again, but no, you just gotta go do stupid things. They later find out that some things aren't meant to be played with, especially on the other side. I'm assuming you would have already known that, guys, but just please don't play with weird things that are like ancient cursed stuff, okay? Like I'm telling you right now, just don't, because like they're gonna end up making horror movies about you, and going to be like based on a true story. And then it'll be like, oh, that was stupid. And they'll ma- and they'll make fun of you for doing it because that's not very good. It's not a very smart thing. I'm sorry, it's not. Just don't, don't do weird like things that aggravate like demon ghost things because if you, yeah, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, guys, for joining me today on my second show. Again, super excited. All right, and now I believe it's time to take a bow. See? See what I did there? See? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Break a Leg. This show is produced by Kidstar for the Voice America Kids Network, Kidstar Radio. We empower kids.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Break a Leg. We hope you had as great a time as we have and we will join us again next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Until next week, good luck. Or, um, break a leg
4: My
1: name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm Now from the Kidstar start of the month Here is the Whiz Pops and their song Octopus
4: I practice karate, but I don't practice karate Because I'm an invertebrate I'm spineless, but I've got ink And I don't mind squirting it, yeah can build them up with my saliva. I suck them down, each one I found, it helps me stay alive. I'm an octopus and I'm a funky cephalopod. If I lose an arm, I'll grow it back right where it was on my body. My pigment cells are there to change my skin with camouflage. For more evil comes, I'm elusive as a mirage. Yeah. The kids Album of the Month.